when you know that your years are numbered, you make a choice. And you say, okay, I, I do not, I, these are the things that are weighing me down. These are things that I've thought about for so many years, whether it's relationships or I don't know, stuff with work or anything that's just not, sir, it's taking too much of my energy. So I made this shift into what I want to be doing, how I want to feel, and to go about that in a healthy way and be able to share that with other people that, it, you know, their life doesn't have to be doomsday. And that's an important reason why I allow myself to have an angry day once in a while, because it's not okay. You know, the things that happen to us in our lives, not okay, but they're there and it's reality and making the choice to overcome that. um, I feel stronger because of it. I believe that love is all around us. Love is everything and everywhere. I am love, you are love, we are all love. In our divinity, in our soul, in the truest and simplest form of our being, we are pure, unconditional love. Love is the answer to everything. Every week in this podcast, we're talking to incredible and beautiful people who will be sharing their insights and perspectives to help you find more peace, to help you come from a place of love more often, to help encourage you to be kinder to yourself and others, to help you create more happiness in your life, to help you feel more oneness with others, and to help you connect to your higher self. My name is Justin Court. Together, we will help shift the collective consciousness of the planet to be more loving, kind, peaceful, happy, empathetic, understanding, and accepting. This can only be achieved together. It starts with each and every one of us. We are one, and it's time we start acting that way. I am so, so grateful that you're here. I love you, I support you, and I'm here for you. Let's together create more love in this world. Let's do this. I feel like the episodes just keep getting more vulnerable and real by guests being totally open about their hardships and their relentless desire to create beauty and positivity through it. That doesn't take away from their pain. It's both. One doesn't exist without the other. This episode is absolutely no different. Elise Jones is a yoga therapist who's living with chronic heart failure and encourages you to share your heart. She runs Utah Yoga and Wellness, which offers classes, retreats, yoga therapy, roller fitness, and aerial yoga. Elise in this episode goes deep about living with chronic heart failure. And though, of course, it can be extremely challenging, she chooses joy and counts the blessings that also come from it. Elise, where do you where are you from or where do you live right now? I live in Midway, Utah. It's just maybe 15 minutes outside of Park City. Ah, I've heard Utah's really beautiful there. It is. It's four seasons and from north to south, there's completely different geography and it's it's pretty great. <laughs> Amazing. 
I've never yeah. been, but Utah is definitely just because I've really, again, I've just heard how beautiful the the state is. I've I've always wanted to go just to just to kind of check it out. Come on out. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and are you originally from Utah? I am. I've lived in California for about eight years um, and then moved back to this area about maybe 16 years ago. Where were you living in California? Sacramento. We were there for my husband's grad school and we had our kids there and stayed where the job was and then Got moved it. back here eight years later. Got it. Cool. Yeah. I used to live in, uh, I lived in San Diego for about three years. Oh, nice. Best. <laughs> and in the best way possible, you have like a San Diego vibe, just like kind, loving, the wellness, yoga, all of those things. It's just like, yep. we love San Diego. It was, so, we lived in Ocean Beach. It's, um, okay. Yeah, there's like Pacific Beach, Ocean Beach, and we were just like a few blocks from the beach, and it was the best. And we were there for three years, but you know, it just gets so expensive there in order to buy something where we were to get like, uh, two bedroom shack was like a million. So it's like, we can't, we're not oh, going to do that right yeah, now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, That's about what was happening when we moved from Sacramento and my husband's brother lived in uh, Palo Alto at the time going to school. And it was just, I mean, he couldn't afford to live there. So yeah. And that was, yeah. We were like, well, we can move inland like 20 minutes or let's just go live somewhere else and have a new experience and check yeah. somewhere else out. Yeah. Great. Where are you now? So we, We've been now in Florida for a couple of years, but we okay. live right outside of Tampa. Okay, nice. Yeah, we were in St. Petersburg for a little over a year. And there, it has like a very San Diego vibe. It's like... You found you it. Of, it. Literally, it's like when you think of Florida, <laughs> you know, at least my initial thoughts of Florida, but, you know, aren't the most positive things. But St. Petersburg is like this beautiful little area that I didn't even know existed in Florida. And it was just like young and vibrant. Uh, there was like health conscious things all around too. So it really was like a nice little pocket that exists here. Um, and then we, yeah. And then we recently moved again, like we're right outside of Tampa. So it's like Tampa and then St. Pete. They're very close to each other. Okay. So we still pop over there a lot. Nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. It is a beautiful, beautiful place there. You definitely manifested your vibe and found it. And <laughs> It is, you know, you were, you were led to where you would be happy. <laughs> it, and we, we moved down here, like right outside of Orlando and we had no idea St. Petersburg existed. It was about an hour 15 West of where we were and just like, didn't know about it. And then one day my brother and his partner just like took a trip there. They just like went there for the day and they came back and they're like, guys, this is the place. And then shortly after we moved there for a little while. That's great. Yeah. I love that. Elise, I'd love to ask you too, in, you know, in doing yoga and doing wellness, I, I kind of just like instantly think, and I'm always looking for new ways to grow and to learn. I know a lot of the listeners are, are in that same boat. What are some of the things that you do on like a daily basis that help you stay in a good state of being? Like, do you have daily practices or maybe things that you do weekly that you're just working on your mindfulness or yourself to keep yourself healthy and just in, in a good state? Absolutely. Well, aside from exercise, which can be anywhere from 10 minutes to an hour, just depending on how you feel, what you have time for. I personally, the most important thing for me is just to take time to be still because I'm kind of a scattered person. My brain's in 50 directions all the time. I'm kind of a spaz. I just, 
I have to force myself sometimes to be quiet and to be still. And then I notice after, even if it's five minutes, I will notice that I go about my day more patiently. I don't feel like I'm pulled apart. So that to me is uh, probably my most important exercise, you know, because it's not just physical, it's mental and emotional. And that's, that's what I need. And can I, how are you doing that? Are you just mindful on your own and during the day, you're like, all right, cool, five minutes, let me stop. Or do you have it like scheduled? Like, how are you working? That I did in? have kind of a, you know, every morning or every evening I would do that, but it's kind of just become when I, I call it taking my meditation. So when I'm, if, instead of being so scheduled, I do it when I feel it, which is still every day. And if I just find myself really frustrated, if I have a lot going on, I tend to procrastinate. That's when I'll take my meditation and I'll sit and I'll recognize that I need to do that and I'll need to be still. And it does happen every single day. And I share that once a week through Mindful Mondays, I'll do like a like a live, just breathe and sit and chill out meditation sesh um, live. And it's been really fun to kind of meet new people doing that as well, because we're all just sitting and breathing at the same time. <laughs> so it's just, I, I share what has helped me because yes. other people have shared with me. And so uh, that has just kind of become more routine for me than even a specific physical exercise. I love that. It just has become who you are. Yeah. Right. It's like once ha like new habits can be, you know, they can be, they don't have to be, but they can be difficult to adopt and to start. But once we are doing them, right, and we're making sure we're being mindful and we're doing this thing day in and day out, it just becomes yeah. who we are. And it takes like no okay. thought after that. It just happens on its own. Absolutely. Uh, I actually became a yoga therapist after going to yoga therapy because after years and years of different certifications and doing teacher trainings and all these things I was doing, this was so different because it was specific for me, um, healing through trauma and anxiety and as far as PTSD, uh, that the breathing techniques and that's what, that's what became my power yoga. So when I started with this physical practice of yoga as my exercise, physically things happened in my life that cascaded to the point where I needed the exercise mentally and emotionally. And that's where the breathing and the stillness really became my power practice. Can you tell, what is yoga therapy? Exactly. I've done yoga for, for years and I, I'm just yeah. not really that familiar with that. Nobody is. It's kind of, <laughs> it's kind of this, this new, this, I don't want to say new. Um, it's like going through the school uh, and being trained, it takes usually a couple years and you have um, clinical hours that you have to finish. And it's basically unlike a regular practice or a public class it's specifically catered to the needs of that individual or group. For instance, it's you, it's utilized quite widely in rehab centers, um, even uh, prisons and jails, uh, veterans clinics, veterans hospitals, um, anything, any kind of trauma, because you're learning breathing techniques, you're learning movement, or excuse me, how to release the tension internally through movement, but specifically catered to you. So for instance, there's certain breathing patterns that can actually trigger feelings in somebody with PTSD that wouldn't in a regular class. You know, I hate to say regular, I don't mean to say that word, but it's because everybody's different. Everyone needs something different, but I fell in love with it because I felt like it gave me the tools in my own wellness toolkit to be able to utilize that on my own. And as a yoga therapist, that's my goal is to never be needed. 
to teach people enough to be able to self-soothe so you don't need someone to walk you through it anymore. It's you have these tools, you know, we're taught how to tie our shoes. We're taught the alphabet. We're taught how to read and write, but we're not taught how to eat. We're not taught how to self-soothe. And I notice a lot, especially during um, the pandemic, that a lot of kids and teenagers became the people I was working with the most for anxiety, just learning how to self-soothe. I was literally just about to ask, like, is it helpful for someone who's experiencing anxiety all the time, yeah. right, to have that sort of a therapy? Yeah. Elise, I just got so happy and excited too <laughs> when you just when you had mentioned that your goal is to help people so that they don't need you anymore. Right. I kind of have this, this may sound negative, and I don't mean to be disrespectful to anyone in the therapy world. And yoga therapy is not, it's not clinical, it's not medical. It's a, in fact a liaison between uh, or with that. Like I, if I if I have a client or someone that I can tell what they need is outside of my spectrum of of help and expertise, I always refer them to a psychiatrist, psychologist to specific talk, talk therapy. But there's also how do I say this tactfully? There's also unfortunate situations where people are kept in their pain and continually kind of forced to rehash it all the time instead of instead of growing from it and growing through it and becoming something stronger because you've been through that it's years and years of the same thing you're hashing and hashing and it's just kind of i i just find that really difficult and so that's why my goal kind of became you shouldn't have to need me if you're doing the work you shouldn't have to need anybody to help you through something once you have the tools and all we're here is to just share the tools so then we can be happier and we can utilize those tools to honestly get out of bed in the morning. It's so. just the reason that feels so good as you say that because so many of the things nowadays is slap a bandaid on it and then right. come back to, to me later once the bandaid peels off a little bit or we're starting to like tear, then come back to me. We'll probably do yeah. this weekly or monthly and just keep coming back. We'll keep feeding you these things to kind of keep you quiet and just to, to not heal you just to maintain the symptoms that you are feeling. Uh -huh. And I always just, that's some, one of the things I think about all the time. It's like, can we please start addressing the root problems here? Can yes. we like really get to the actual healing that will then create that peace for that person. Not again, just like, all right, here, take these few pills or do this thing. And there's always, listen, there's always room for modern Western medicine. Absolutely. For sure. But it's like, can we think outside the box a little bit and go a little bit more inward? And instead of just say, hey, slap this on or use this, like, let's understand what's happening here and with you. And let's solve this issue from the inside out so that you don't need the medication. You don't need me anymore. You've gotten the tool. I love that, that you said that you've gotten the tools, you know what to do now. And now it's up to you to see those right. things through. Well, and, and creating happiness, creating your own joy takes work. And we don't always want to take those steps. It's, it's not right. easy to just feel happy. And it's, and we all have our heart, but I have these two different scenarios that take place quite often where I'll hear people that say, 
uh, oh, I don't want to go to yoga because I don't want to open that door. I know I'm, I'm not, I know I'm going to start to think about things. I know I'm going to feel it and I, I'm not ready or I just don't want to do that. And then the people that will say, oh, breath work, it's just breathing. That's not going to do anything and not even explore it, not even try. And, and I'm definitely a person who utilizes both. And I'm grateful that my doctors are open to both. Um, cause I am on medications, but I also take my meditation and I have like, that's something that heals me. And, and yes, there are people that can do that solely. And that's great. Everybody reacts to things different, differently, but it's a mindset. It's, it's saying, okay, I recognize that I would like to feel differently. I don't want to be sitting here in this any longer. I am, I would like to do the work and take the steps. And that's kind of with any therapeutic healing with anything. It's just making that choice to choose to be happy. And it's not this sarcastic, oh, you're happy all the time. I, those are the people I worry about. Is, <laughs> is not allowing yourself to feel angry or sad, which is completely healthy, is to feel the feels. Allow yourself to feel to heal. You don't have to be happy all the time, but you also don't have to stay in your sad. So, so true. It's like there's nothing wrong with being angry. Right. Or getting down sometimes. It's like, it's not, you know, creating ourselves so that we never feel those things. It is creating ourselves so that when we do feel those things, they don't destroy us. Right. Right. We're able to use practices or things that we've done to look at something from a new or a different perspective, to look at it right. from a perspective that's more loving or more kind or more together. But it's not saying that those things were, I love that, that those things aren't, that those things aren't bad. And that makes people who believe that. So they think, and I, so I used to have a really bad temper when I was growing up and I hated it. I really did. And I'm glad that I don't have it anymore. But, and for a while I'd look back at it and I would want nothing to do with that version of Justin. You know what I mean? Like when I was moving away from that, I wanted nothing to do with him because I was afraid it was going to bring me back into that. And I had that toxic relationship with the way my, I used to be with my temper. And it's like now growing and learning more from that, it's not, it's not, it was never a bad thing that I had a temper. It created me to who I am today. And I'm so grateful for that in itself. Without that temper growing up, I wouldn't be who I am or where I am. And then having a good relationship with that version of Justin, because when we look at ourselves mm -hmm. now or in the past and we think negative towards ourselves, that doesn't serve us. That's not good for us at all. So it's just having a good relationship with that version of yourself then. We're understanding now too. And I really think a lot now too, when we feel anger or we feel upset or mad about something, that is a parameter to tell us to not hide from those feelings. Those are there to tell us how we're feeling and our association with that thing. So if I have anger towards something and I feel anger, it's not like, oh my God, I have this anger, like get, get, get this out of me. It's like, okay, cool. Now I have a better understanning of my relation to that thing. I love I that. Yeah. I love that. And, and the fact that you made a choice, you know, it's, it's not easy for everybody. And, and all too often, it's too easy for us to be able to say, I'm this way because of this. So I can't change. I'm this way because my upbringing, I'm this way because this happened to me or whatever it is. And if something hasn't happened to you in life that is, I'll use the word, forced you into utilizing healthy healing tools, it will. Mm -hmm. It just hasn't happened yet. And so to, to make the choice to say, I don't want to be this person. I really don't like this version of me. 
I'm going to change that instead of saying, this is just how I am. We can't choose what happens to us. We can't choose even the personalities we're born with. We can't, we can't choose uh, choices that or decisions that other people make that affect our lives. We can choose how we react to it. Yes. So that's, that's, you know, and that's the power that I want to share because it was shared with me. Mm. And it was, it, I mean, it seems so simple, but it's a concept of, you know, I don't have to be like that. I don't have to react that way. And it's, it's hard sometimes because that natural snap, <laughs> that little Justin or little Elise will all of a sudden come out. <laughs> you know, I've, I've gone through that and, yeah. and had to learn. I want to be not comparing myself to somebody else. I, it's not that I want to be like this person is I want to be a better version of of who I am. Exactly. And there can even be like gratitude in those split second moments. Cause those still happen to me where I'll get frustrated or angry at something real quick. And they are those split seconds. But again, there's gratitude. There's beauty in that moment because that split second is like, you feel it. And you're like, wow, that's making even clearer to me again. That's not who I want to be. So like, right. thank you emotion for showing me what I don't want, who I don't want to be. And then I can choose to then move in a different direction from that thing. Yeah. It takes work though, you that. know. And it takes like it takes it does, and I don't even want to say work. It takes play. It's fun to work on ourselves mm -hmm. and to be mindful because it took years over time where I failed over and over and over again with my temper to be mindful so that I could start to shift and to make that change. And it's always, it's, I love this. It's always us. And when we say, Hey, this is just how I am. I'm like this. Cause this person did that to me. We just give our power away totally. Right. And we're too powerful love, for that. Right. And I love that you use the word play because that's a huge part of my emotional vocabulary is that playfulness is wellness and therapeutic. And I'm kind of a nostalgia nerd. And, and I look back at things. I had, I came to a place a few times in my life where I had to look back and say, what was it? When was it that I felt joy? What were those things I needed? I need to pick me up. What were the things that I loved to do that all of a sudden you become an adult and, oh, you know, that's just childish. We don't do that anymore. So go to a playground and stink and get on the swing and do an underdog for whatever. I mean, Playful, and that's what brought me back to roller skating. Is you cannot; it's impossible to feel sad on roller skates. And so, healing doesn't always have to be this serious, heavy thing of of necessarily yoga practice or or meditative breathing or things that we take so seriously. If you can laugh at yourself and do things, what what are the things that you did as a kid that were hobbies or things that that made you laugh? spend some time doing those things and kind of open that door again. And, you know, just be silly, be fun. <laughs> Seriously. Like doesn't have to be so serious. <laughs> that is one of like the keys I think to life is to not take, not take things so seriously and just play right. and fun. And like you just said, like laugh at yourself, just laugh and play. Yeah. We don't like, we do, we by taking everything so serious, we create a lot of the problems. We create a lot of our suffering and pain. If we just went with the flow more uh -huh. and just played a little bit more and had more of like that kid mentality, yep. it would help us out so much. 
I I saw one of the videos that you had posted pretty recently and you were uh, roller skating around and you posted a nice video of being like, to bring moments of joy to you. And you said, I forget if it was like, maybe play a game or like read a book or something like that, but just anything that you can bring moments of joy. Did, were you inspired because that was bringing you joy in that moment? A hundred percent. And, you know, I, I wouldn't feel um, like I'm being myself if I wasn't doing those things. And if I wasn't sharing those things and, you know, some people can look at that and say that it is childish or immature or whatever it is, or, you know, she doesn't know anything. She's, you know, that's just silly. Then there's other people that can look at that and say, Hey, that's how I feel too. In fact, when I was a kid, one of my heroes from probably second grade was Carol Burnett. And I remember watching her show and thinking, Hey, she's, she's quirky too. And it made me feel like I had this validation that you can be silly. And she made a job. She created a career of being silly. And so when I go roller skating, a lot of it, uh, a lot of times when I put my skates on, it's to relieve some pressure I'm feeling or Mm -hmm. just to put myself in that headspace of, okay, I, this is fun. (laughs) Put on some good music and just dance around or just be silly and, and call that friend that makes you laugh, whatever it is. It's like so, life is life is fun. Yeah. It's up to us though. If we don't think that it's fun, then it's not. Right. Right. If we think that it's fun, then it is because we create that right. and we do things to create that fun. It's up to us. Well, and something I say to myself all the time is, okay, I have two choices, especially when in the heat of something that I'm struggling with, it would be, all right, today's a new day. I have two choices. I can wake up and be mad or I can wake up and roller skate. It's a choice. You can, you know, it's, it's not an easy choice all the time, but as soon as you love yourself enough to treat you like your own best friend, what would you say to a friend who is struggling? All too often we say to ourselves counterproductive things, or we'll look in the mirror and, and, you know, not, not see this beautiful, amazing person and say, I love you into the reflection, you know? So it, um, if we treat ourselves like a best friend and do those fun things, that make us feel good. It's easier to share that with other people and you don't even have to try. You, you kind of attract, if you're having fun, you're going to attract fun people. If you're sad in a hole, if you even get to the point where you're with people, <laughs> you're attracting negativity. You know, what you put out there is what you get. Exactly. And I love that. That video that you created too, maybe I don't hate anything, but I'm, I am, I, I just do not resonate with the idea of like that thing's immature and that thing's childish. I'm just like, do it then. I just think yeah. it's like then that's yeah. the reason to actually do it. <laughs> it like, happens. I've had a couple people mention something like that, and I'm like, have a good day. <laughs> you know, this isn't this isn't you. You don't have to do this. Exactly. This is me. Exactly. Yeah. So and those videos are there for the people who need them and will resonate with them. And just like it impacted you, they're going to see that and be like, wow, I, I can find moments of joy. I can create these things. Yeah. And for the people who didn't get it yet or didn't get it in the moment, it's okay. It's not for them. It's right. like, didn't even exist in their reality. It's really for the people who are going to see that, relate to it and be like, okay, cool. This is something that I can utilize now moving forward. Well, and to get to the point where whatever it is that you're expressing, especially in this day and age of being on social media, 
uh, and building these relationships that, I mean, I, I feel closer to people I've never met in person before than a lot of people that I've known for a long time. And, and it can, it can get to this place where, um, you just have to realize everyone has their personality. Everyone has their thing and not everyone has to like you and you don't have to be friends with everybody and not everyone's going to agree with what you do or what you say. And that's okay. And I think that comes with, as we get older, you know, like when we're younger, we try to accumulate and we try to accumulate these relationships and friendships. And then I think as we get older, for me anyway, I'll speak for myself, that as I get older, it's almost like it's this healthy elimination. And it's not about um, necessarily losing relationships or friendships. It's just not caring if someone doesn't like me back. And that's okay. You know, it's, it's not mean. It's finally, I finally am at this point and I've had to have some serious life situations to teach me this, that it's okay to cut ties on relationships that don't love me back or that don't serve me well, or that I have to feel like I'm giving so much energy and trying so hard to build that relationship when it may not, it may just not be there. Mm. And like that's a, such a freeing feeling because it's finally doesn't feel mean. It feels healthy. It's actually nice to the other person to let them go if you're trying so hard. So it's just, it's been kind of freeing in that aspect to just say, that's okay. You can think what you want. Great. And really honestly not care. <laughs> Seriously. I mean, how amazing that these crazy life situations are our greatest teachers most of the time. Yeah. So cool. Yeah. And it's like, it's our, it's all right. Like our value, our worth is never placed in someone else's hands or their mind. Mm -hmm. And again, like my mind, I just, I always go, I do my best to always go towards gratitude. So even the people that think differently, that think roller skating doesn't make whatever it is, you know what right. I mean? There's beauty in that too. There's gratitude in that too. Because thank God we all don't think the exact same thing. Thank God there's <laughs> uniqueness and variety in this realm, or it'd be the most boring thing ever. And all we would want is for there to be differences. Yeah. And it's that divine, the divine dichotomy that we we are all one. We're all the same, but we're all different. Yes. There's beauty in that. We're all manifestations of one. We're all singularities coming the off of the one dichotomy. singularity. I love that. It's and it's just like it's just it's both. Yeah. It's both in that situation. And thank again, thank God that it is. Thank God we all yeah. don't think the exact same thing. Thank God that we have differing opinions. Because even in those differences, it creates room for us to grow and to learn. Yeah. And it creates us, it gives us an opportunity. Like when there's someone who I don't agree with, I love that because it gives me an opportunity to have the experience to understand them more or to feel love and compassion for somebody who may view different things, like something totally different than me. It gives me that opportunity to be the most loving, highest version of myself. And without that person disagreeing with me or thinking differently, I wouldn't have the opportunity to do that. Yes. Like if you want to help somebody else, have compassion. If you want to help yourself, have compassion. And you know that's the only way, just like you said, that we can learn empathy and even respect because even if it's a heated conversation, which happens quite often with, with politics, religion, whatever it is, and you're just having a conversation and the other person might be so heated about that. There's also a respect there that they, that they, they are so ingrained in their beliefs. You have to respect that. 
you know, and it's, and there's, I mean, there's a positive way to go about conversations, but, uh, that's how we gain respect for, for each other. And that empathy for each other is saying, and being open to maybe changing your views a little bit and softening yourself. It doesn't have to be so hard. This wall doesn't have to be there. It's like, you know what? I actually never thought about that perspective before. I've learned something from you and I have grown and that's, that's a relationship. You know, that's, that's instead of, well, this is what I think. I don't like anything you have to say. There's no room for you here. I mean, that's not, that's not good. (laughs) And that just, we are all one. We're all connected. And that just creates more division. It's like, who wants to create more division? We just, we don't need it. We don't need any more of it. Right. And the, the best way I feel like for us to like really change the world is through our own example. And in that moment, when you have that person who you don't see eye to eye with at all, and you can be understanding and compassionate and loving towards them, you are setting the example that they're going to notice, other people are going to notice. And through that, right? They're like, wow, huh, there's something going on there. And people get curious about that. And they start to think about that on their own. Hmm, maybe I can practice that and be more loving to that person that is on complete different political parties of me or see something in a completely opposite way than the way that I view it. So it's just like setting that example and allowing people to witness it and and see it so that they can maybe take that too and then work that into their lives and it just ripple effects, hits more and more people and Mm -hmm. just pushes that out, that love and that kindness more and more and just touches that many more people. Well, and that's what you share is so many of your posts are not just these, these great ideas that you have and these thoughts that you share but I love seeing the posts of just everyday life of humanity, of people with their kids and relationships, or look at this reaction of how this family celebrated each other. Mm-hmm. And so you're, you know, it, that's what I love seeing is it, it's not necessarily scripted. It's, this is actually putting life into practice and use, utilizing each other as examples of, you know what, I could take five minutes to play with my, with my toddler today. Or I could, yeah, I should actually call this person. It stimulates these positive ideas on how we can share it, which is the whole idea of what you do. So we do need each other. For sure. The whole reason why I started the page was because there can be so much negativity and bad news all around us. Like it's there, but also what's there is a lot of good and a lot of love, a lot of people being there for each other. And I knew that those things existed. And I wanted to be an outlet or a place where people could come and see those things because like knowing it exists is one thing, but actually seeing it, it's like, yes, wow, these things are everywhere. It's not just bad news that's happening. It's not all just terrible things happening. (laughs) It's just letting people know and like giving them the eye into these beautiful things that are happening all around us all the time. And you're right. All we see, all that's focused on sometimes is the negative and horrors that go on and, and the fighting that goes on in the world to the point where I don't like to watch the news a whole lot because that's all it is. And so the more we can see, there's so much more good than bad. But you know, if you have a good experience, where's that kind of quote about if you have a good experience with someone or something, you might tell a few people if you have a bad experience you are, you're on a mission to let the world know. Yep. And so it's, I love seeing that that's what, that that's your goal. And that's what we should be doing is sharing that is sharing that there's so much more good 
that can over that just cast more sunshine, <laughs> so to speak, yep. on these but, shadows that we see. And it's literally everywhere, and it's up to us. It's like what we focus on. The the bad st- is still out there. But if you're literally watching the news every single night, you're just saying the bad every it's just and that's all that you think exists. And that becomes your reality. But if you're intentionally going online or on social media and you're finding pages like ours or like other ones that exist like that, you are intentionally choosing to see the good and the positive and the love that's happening out there. They're both there. It's just up to you what you want to put your focus on. Yeah. It's a lot more fun to go down a rabbit hole of joy. (laughs) (laughs) To get sucked into all these fun things, fun situations that that are tearjerkers, even laughing babies, you know, just all these things that you can get sucked into scrolling, you know, that's just the happy stuff. So, (laughs) right. And like when you see those happy things, those good things, oh my, it like lifts your vibration. It makes you feel good. It makes you see the world through the lens of love, just a little bit more. So as you're doing that, and then as you go to the store and you hold the door open for somebody, or as you send that text to somebody you haven't talked to in a while that you love them and that you miss them, like those things get are created. I feel like from those moments when we can spark a little bit of joy or love in our lives, we lift yes. ourselves up and then we start to see life from that higher vibration. And then we start to act in that manner and we see more of yes. those things. Mm-hmm. That's why like little moments like that too, like you're talking about like little moments of joy. Like when you can do that, when you go roller skating, that lifts up who you are, that changes your outlook and changes your reality. Yeah. And it's just doing more things like that. Yeah. Cool. And, and that's least, how you meet fun people. Yes. You attract I mean, no matter what. I mean, if whatever, no matter what it is that you're doing, if you're putting yourself out there, you're, you're going to attract new friends. For sure. And relationships that maybe you didn't know you needed. So true. Because as you are in that vibration and as you are loving those things, you are going to attract more people to you that are like that. You just, you will, because you're in that vibration. When you're in a lower vibration, like we kind of talked about before, you're going to attract more people who are sad or down or low because that is literally the vibration that you're on. So that is only the reality that you can see and pick up. Yeah. That's all that you can attract to yourself. Well, and and it's important, like we said this before, it's important to feel those things. I mean, you have feelings, but it's not, not it's, it's, it's okay to not be okay. Yes. But it's not okay to stay there. Ex- that's what it is. Exactly. It's just that's not what, staying. That's what gets hard. Yeah. And it does. And I'm not like, right, we're not playing this off like it's the easiest thing in the world. Move on. It's no big deal. Like we get it. We've, we've, we've been there, but that's what it is. It's just not staying in that resonance of vibration. It's like, okay, this is the thing I don't want. Instead of staying there and living in that and and being depressed and getting down on that, saying that thing that we don't want. And then like, okay, cool. Thank you for showing me what I don't want. Now let me move in the other direction of what I do. I actually take time. It's kind of gone from one day a week average to thankfully, maybe one day a month, maybe one or two days a month, where I allow the feeling schedule, when I can feel something happening and I can feel myself being pulled down, feeling sorry for myself, feeling um, frustrated and angry, instead of like trying to choose joy immediately, I'll spend a day. I'll have a dark day. Yeah. I'll spend a day crying being mad, irrational, allowing those thoughts to come. Like sometimes I, I deal a lot with um, music resonates with me. I'll put on certain music and just whatever it is. But then at the end, when however long, however long it takes to feel that, 
I'll, I can actually be able to say, okay, I release that. And now I can choose the joy. Mm-hmm. You have to allow yourself to feel those feelings. So then 10 years later, it doesn't manifest as something a lot darker or manifest into a choice that you are making that could potentially hurt someone else because you haven't dealt with that festering inside of your body. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I actually choose the, choose the angry sometimes. I just don't stay there. And then when you don't feel it and you're like, it's, it's almost like just taking this deep breath and then it's, it, it's okay. All right. I felt it. And now I can mm. put my skates on or whatever mm-hmm. <laughs> or change the tone, but it is a choice. Yeah. And I love that too. It's not, it's not like a one size fits all. It's like, okay, be in this for five minutes and then get out. It's like whatever serves you at that uh-huh. time, uh-huh. just do it so that it serves you. If you can not so that it in takes a healthy you to... way. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. And Elise, I, you know, I, again, checking out your page, you know, I've seen a bunch of your posts and one of the posts as I scrolled down a little bit, I love it. It said heart failure to heart success. Yeah. And, you know, I've been watching some, and I don't, that's why I want to talk to you more about this, about, um, it's a, is it congestive heart failure? Yeah. Yep. And just, so I want, Chronic you know, congestive I, both. Cool. The C stands for both. <laughs> cool, cool. I just Googled it and that was the first one that popped up. Okay, yeah. cool. And then one of the things I just want to say too that's really inspired me in watching some of your videos is who you are during this process and during this journey of this part of your life. Like the fact that you literally posted heart failure to heart success, the fact that you have that sort of an outlook on your medical condition. And I just want to talk to you more about that um, how this is impacting you daily and how you've actually used this chronic illness as a tool, as something that's created more happiness or more joy or a higher perspective or more gratitude in your life. Yeah. It's, it's taken time to get there, to get to that point. Uh, but the things that happen to you that you that you have no control over, they don't always have to be negative things. They can be in the moment. There's, you know, there's detriment. Everyone has their hard. Mine happens to be physical. Someone else's could be emotional or, you know, there's no comparison. That's what I want to start with is it's not, there's no comparison of who has a harder hard. Okay. Beautiful. Because it, it's a, it's a choice that we make. And I, I also recognize that difference between positivity and sensitivity. There's a lot of people that cannot just get up and roller skate or that they can't just go and do a hobby that they enjoy doing because they're physically bound or the depression is just too overwhelming or whatever it is. Um, But there is a season. Uh, It takes time to get there, but I don't believe that the the illness that I have and the other things I have going on with me are a detriment. I feel that that is, if anything, it's given me an opportunity to say, uh, I mean, not to sound morbid, but when you know that your years are numbered, you make a choice and you say, okay, I, I do not, I, these are the things that are weighing me down. These are things that I've thought about for so many years, whether it's relationships or I don't know, stuff with work or anything that's just not, sir, it's taking too much of my energy. So I made this shift into what I want to be doing, how I want to feel, 
and to go about that in a healthy way and be able to share that with other people that, it, you know, their life doesn't have to be doomsday. And that's an important reason why I allow myself to have an angry day once in a while, because it's not okay. You know, the things that happen to us in our lives, not okay, but they're there and it's reality and making the choice to overcome that. Um, I feel stronger because of it. When I mentioned before, uh, choosing relationships that are positive, I don't, I, it, this whole situation has helped me to not feel mean by doing that. By choosing me is not selfish, it's selfless. And being able to say, you know, if it comes down to um, what's better for someone else versus what's better for me, right now it has to be what's better for me. And it's not mean to say, I, I actually don't have time for that right now, or um, I'm not coming up with good examples right now, but I think you know what I'm saying. Yeah. Uh, the relationships with my family have, have drastically changed. I have two girls in college and with my husband, who's been a caretaker for me through, you know, my different major surgeries and uh, it's changed the way like we, we don't, we don't pick at things. I mean, marriage is marriage, right? It's, there's good days and bad. It's, it's, it's work, it's progress. But what I've noticed is the little things that I would say to him that would bother me, whether it's something small, like, like piles we both leave around the house or something dumb. <laughs> Those conversations are not happening anymore. Is the things that matter is those little things of, of just waking up in the morning by him touching my hand. Little things that I'm recognizing are the big things. You know, my, wow. my girls going through, you know, struggling with my going through grievance counseling and things like that just over my situation, being able to recognize this is affecting other people. This isn't just me. I have to be sensitive to that. And I can't just show I'm positive all the time because there's a reality to this, but to talk about it so they're not scared and to be open about the reality of your situation without being so negative about it. Uh, we've had some really, really great conversations that have strengthened us as a family. So it's just, it's, it hasn't been easy. Thank you for sharing and being so open and vulnerable. And right off the bat saying that, you know, getting to, you know, obviously it seems like you still have, you know, struggles with this, obviously, but it's forever. It took, yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and then it took you time to start to shift the way you look at it. And it took time to start to see the positive or the gratitude or the, or the, you know, let you have those sorts of conversations with your family. Like, just thank you for saying it takes time. You know what I mean? Cause <laughs> If you came in here like, yeah, I knocked this out. It was easy. I did it. It's like, that doesn't help anybody. That doesn't relate to anybody no. because it's not that easy. Well, and sometimes I feel like, uh, not a, as quick as this is, but you know, those punching clowns or punching bags that, you know, you knock down and they just keep popping back up. Yeah. I just thought this has got to be what I need to do is just over the years, every few years, something major happens with my health. And that's just an inevitable. It's something that's, that I am now prepared for. Uh, but for instance, um, I've mentioned this before, but you know, it, I, I don't say this coming from a place of look at me, but more 
in spite of my illness, that things can't keep me down. Is six months after my open heart surgery in 2016, um, I fulfilled a 20-year dream of mine, um, backpacking up and above Everest Base Camp with my husband. And I brought my, we brought our girls. They were 13 and 15 at the time. And my doctor, 100% on board, he says, you're going to be just fine. And I mean, going back to utilizing breath work, all those things, is I have to do the things. And that's pretty like grandiose, but it's the things that, that you do, that you choose to do, that you say, I'm waking up every day. Nothing can get me down. And I mean, that's actually a strong phrase because yeah, it can. A lot of things can get you down. Um, but I've had to choose that. Those are those times that I've had to look back and say, what were the things that made me happy that I'm not doing right now? Mm. What are the things that, that made me feel like the quirky me, that I'm okay being, that can pull me out of this, out of this hole. Um, and so the heart failure is such a heavy term that I think it's okay if I can't run. Who likes running? I don't, you know, you don't. <laughs> That's actually great. <laughs> like who wants to go hiking in the heat? Not me. That's great. Like, so all the things that I, I, quote, can't do are things that I'm like, that's awesome, but I can't do that because I, I don't like those things anyway. But choosing other things that I can do. And so it's not focusing on the down, it's, it's focusing on what you can. And that opened doors to, whole new, to a whole new realm of, I mean, that gave me a, uh, a whole new appreciation for yoga and skating because those are the two things that keep my heart rate at a level place to where I can exercise and do those things and stay healthy. Um, and it's something I enjoy doing and I'm lucky that I can still do those two things without saying, oh, I can't do anything. I, I can't push myself to this point. It's, I can't eat that. I can't, you know, I'm limited with a lot of things in my daily regimen, but I changed that limited to, but look what else I can do. Mm. So it's, it's successful, it's successful. I think in what you just said too, it's it just making me think and realize that it's it's just so true that it's a lot of times it's both. Like you can be positive and then still have your down days. Like they're just, they're yeah. both there. Just because you're positive doesn't mean every, and like myself included, not every single day am I the most positive person. I also get down and I get sad and I get mad or I get frustrated sometimes. It's just like both and in, in you know in your in, in the illness that you're speaking of it just it made it so transparent to me that like you can still have these beautiful magnificent days but then yeah. still also have down days that you have to rise yourself back up from and oh you're still just, here oh, yeah you're still here yeah i mean i remember literally breaking down irrationally to the fact that i can't have nachos anymore like that that became a major thing for me <laughs> when you kind of say, okay, let's put things into perspective, you know, but that's at the, at the time, that was what I was mad about. And that's valid. Yeah. It may not be something important, mm -hmm. but it was how I was feeling at the time. So what, what do I need to do? Okay. Let me try and find the greatest irony in the world, healthy nachos, whatever. It just kind of, it just, gets you thinking in a different way. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And I just, I, you know, I just, I keep thinking in my mind about like, and it's easier for me to say, at least I'm not the one, you know, experiencing 
what you're experiencing, what I just keep thinking, I'm like, wow, like the good that still come from this, your relationship with your husband, your relationship and conversations with your kids, the fact that you've learned more about yourself, you have more self-love for yourself. You healed yourself in such a deep way when you're talking about how, you know, you'd feel bad if you, you know, give people, if you wanted to try to shift away from somebody who wasn't good for you or your energy, and you felt like if you couldn't go to this thing and they asked you or whatever, like you would feel down about those things. And now you're realizing that by you taking the time for yourself, it's selfless. Yeah. Like that in itself, like to have that deep understanding and realization for that to completely shift the way that you view that, which completely shifts who you are as a person and your constant vibration is such a gift. It's huge. And I'm, but it took, but it took the hard, ugly detriment to get there. And unfortunately I'm one of those people that needed that to get there. Yeah. Not everybody has to have some detriment in their life to make a positive shift, you know, to be, to be able to say, no, I really feel better when I'm doing this. I had to have that happen to me and continual points of being knocked down. Um, my recent surgery in November, I had part of my, um, lung removed and it was, it was, it was hard. It was really bad, but now I'm better. There's all, you're always going to bounce back. There's always going to, if you choose to, you know, there's, there's always a, um, a positive road that you can go down. And every time you get knocked down, you just have to choose to stand back up. And, um, but like I said, it's, I, I envy the people and I will use that word. I envy the people that haven't had to have the hard experiences to understand how important that is. I had to have those experiences to say, you know, I, okay, I, I really need to think differently. You know, I, I can't spend any more energy being a people pleaser or thinking about, you know, what someone else would think of me if, 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 and be Mm -hmm. able to say, what do I need right now in this moment to make me feel whole? And by doing that, you end up being a better source of help for someone else anyway, rather than always thinking like filling your cup so you have something to pour out of without just having this empty cup feeling depleted all the time. It's important. Uh, that was huge. That is so crucial, I think. And just something that I really believe in, it's in having those moments to take care of ourselves in a healthy, loving way. Not blowing somebody off because you want to go do right. something crap. You know what I mean? It's not that. It's... no. Right. When you are doing something to better yourself and take care of yourself and you're you're being in who you are, yeah. that is what is best for everybody. Yeah. Because when you can fill your cup and be that healthier, higher version of yourself, you're going to show up in the world in a better place. So right. taking the time to do those things is so important, not only for ourselves but for everybody around us, our collective consciousness, it's for everybody, the betterment of them all. Yeah. And every personality is different. You know, there's, um, again, not to, not to sound too morbid because, because this makes it sound like I think this of myself, which I, I mean, there's a reality. Yes, but I, but I'm not at this point, but there's two people that I had met 
through my Instagram account that were diagnosed with the same thing that I have. Uh, they're within, they were both actually within five years younger than, than me. And it's hard for me to find people with my exact situation, um, in my category, in my age range. And, and so neither one of them made their year mark from diagnosis. So that started to get in my head and this, it became this reality of, oh, this isn't just like you said, slap a bandaid on something and now you're on your medication and now you have, you know, you have your daily regimen. As long as you do this, you're fine. There's a con, there's a consistent reality of I'm not fine. And before my surgery in November, I was looking at the documentation of, there's a lot of things going on <laughs> and with me and I'm looking at my medical records. This is literally the day before my surgery. And I, I said to my husband, I said, man, if this had a different name on the top of the paper, I'd feel really bad for this person. <laughs> like this is not, this is not okay. And I looked at him and for the first time, well, the first time saying it to him, looking at him and saying, I'm not okay. And he just held me and he said, I'm glad to hear you say it, you know? And so, um, kind of working through this, creating failure into success is a consistent process um, because it's not just me that it affects. And to hear him say, to have his reaction be, I'm glad to hear you say it, was validating. He didn't say to me, you're fine. You're going to be great. Everything's going to be perfect. That's not what I needed to hear. He knew that I needed to be validated and hear, I'm not okay. And that was a moment that we had together that we have been tap dancing around for a long time. And so that was a a monumental moment in our relationship and for me personally to change my vocabulary that even my doctors had mentioned that know my personality. Instead of saying, when someone says, how are you doing? I don't have to say, I'm great. I'm okay. I can be real in a positive way by simply saying, I'm stable. I'm not okay, but I'm stable. Mm. And today's a great day, you know, to, to give that constant reminder that it's not okay. And I do have to have this daily regimen that if I say I'm fine all the time, I'll forget about and I'll potentially do something not good for my body because in my mind, I said, I'm fine all the time. But you can do that in a positive way without weighing yourself down, which is where, you know, coming back to <clears throat> changing heart failure, heart success is it's there, but it doesn't have to eat you alive. And just to be honest about it and, and change the verbiage of what you say to yourself because your body's listening. You know, like I will, I will continue to get, I'll get depressed and I'll get sick. I really do feel that my, that my heart would uh, function at a lower level if I was constantly telling my body, I'm not okay. All the time. Instead of saying, okay, I might not be okay, but there's this. Like, I'm stable. Today's a great day instead of staying down in the, in the negative talk. So 
it was a turning point, but it was also, all right, let's not stay there. We've addressed the reality, but now we can just say, we know it's there, but we don't have to be sad about it all the time. So. I have so much love for you and your husband. And really, thank you so much just for being so open and sharing. Because it's important, of course, to talk about these things like that. Because in your sincerity and in your vulnerability, you're going to inspire people listening right now to act in the same way. I hope so. And in moments for them to be like, no, I'm not okay. Yeah. And that's that's literally, and it is okay. Yeah. But just don't stay there. Right. You know, you can say it and it's important to admit it, but finish that sentence with, but look what I can do. You know, and Mm -hmm. like I said, it's, you might notice that the things that you quote can't do anymore, you actually feel fine about, you know, because it opens the doors to finding new things to do and growing and whether it's meeting new people or just meeting yourself for the first time, being able to say, I'm, this is a new, a new place for me to be. And I get to actually become a better version of myself. Through when any, anytime anything is ever removed from our life, we can see it from the sense of, okay, like this thing is going now and I can mourn it. Yeah. But as it leaves, it creates space for so an an infinite amount of new things to possibly come into our life and our reality now. Yeah. And there's a lot of hope, at least for me, there's a lot of hope in that. There's a lot of like excitement in that. Instead of me being like, shit, this thing is gone now. I'm focusing on that and that and that. And you're like, all right, now what can come to me? Now there's space. So now, now what else can happen? Yeah. My husband even said, at one point he said, Elise, I could get hit by a car tomorrow. Anything can happen to anybody. You just happen to know that, <laughs> that there's stuff going on with you that have created this, this change in a different way to live your life. But shouldn't we all be living our life in the way that we could lose it at any moment? Shouldn't we all be treating each other and treating ourselves? And, and when you introduce, when you meet somebody for the first time, have these eyes, these goggles on of, they're going through something really hard because they are. Yeah. They may not say it. You may not know that, but if we treated each other that way and you treated yourself that way, um, then, then every day can be focused on a glimmer of hope because you don't want to live your life thinking everything's going to be okay all the time. So having those things, And it's not a negative mindset, but just having this thought in your mind of, I'm going to enjoy my health today because it could be gone tomorrow. And so often we say, I'll be, and I say, you know, I've thought this with myself, or you think this a lot specifically in yoga or any type of fitness that you're involved in is, okay, I'll be happier when, Uh, I'll be happier, I'll feel better if, instead of saying, you know what, I don't care if my pants are tight today. I, I, I can walk today. My body is beautiful. I am my, you know, my legs are swell all the time. Um, carried two children and they carried me up, you know, in the Himalayas, they, they worked really hard, but what do I do? I sit and say, Oh, but if I do this, they'll look better. 
it's it's this process of just enjoying the body you have now, the, the the person you are now, and growing from there. So, ten years from now, if you're lucky enough to have a ten years from now, you don't have to look back and say, "Man, I wish I would have taken advantage of what I had back then." When I kept saying, "I'd be happier if," you know, be mm-hmm. happy now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's all it's all in this present moment right now. That's all that we have. Yeah. And you can say, I'll be happier when, I'll be happier if. That is a false constructed reality of the future that doesn't even exist yet. It's only right. here and now. Right. Hmm. And you're making the choices today that affect, you know, the domino effect later anyway. And it's always, I'll do that tomorrow. And then 10 years later goes by. <laughs> Seriously, yeah. <laughs> and you never actually did it. Well, Annalise, I just want, I'll ask you, thank you. I can just, again, thank you for sharing and being so open. Um, and the last question. So the question I ask every single guest who comes on the podcast, um, I always preface it that, you know, with spread love movement with this podcast, um, what I am, you know, my goal, what I step one foot in front of each other every single day in hopes of helping this world is and through spread love movement and those things is helping shift the collective consciousness of the planet to this place that we've talked about during this conversation to a place that's more loving and compassionate and empathetic and forgiving and open and accepting and a consciousness that is more one and yes. understands that we are one um so Elise, how do you feel like every day through being a yoga therapist through your retreats or just you Every day, how do you feel like you are helping contribute to this sort of a shift in consciousness? Um, I actually had that thought a while ago, a few years ago, of why am I doing this? Why am I talking to people? Why do people care? I mean, does it come across as oversharing? And so I thought... Well, I'm sharing my heart, you know, what I hate. And utilizing my weak heart in a way that it can be strengthened. And to me, that was, I kind of just started saying, share your heart, um, which means something different to everybody. But, uh, and it doesn't mean you have to open up to everybody or be public about your situations. But sharing your heart with yourself, being honest with yourself about how you feel and being able to, like, even at the grocery store, if you, you, when you see the little kid throwing a tantrum and that mom is pulling her hair out and everyone's watching her smile at her, that's a way to share your heart. Yeah. You know, I mean, smile at people when you walk by and you, you never know who is in their mind thinking the worst and then someone said hello to them that's as simple as we just share your heart and that's what i try that's what i try and do every day is share my heart and again i have to change my verbiage from saying this is selfish to selfless because that makes me feel like i've contributed and i don't think that's selfish i think that's what we should be doing so that's self, you know, hopefully selfless by sharing your heart with somebody. 
which is what you do every day. I mean, you, you get it. That's why, that's why you do what you do and you do it in a massive way. Um, but again, it can be just telling this mom it's okay. That's what it is. Yeah. I'm sorry that like that it is those little moments. I feel like those little moments are more impactful than having, you know, hundreds of thousands of followers on Instagram. It's like, that is it. That is literally the key right there in those just simple moments of life. I love that. Share your heart always. Uh, Imagine if every single person moving forward every day thought first, they're super mindful, super aware to share your heart. Think about literally exactly how much that would shift the collective consciousness of the planet. It would be, we'd be living in heaven on earth just like that. Yeah. Yeah. Kindness goes a long way. You know, I, I don't know anyone in history that has changed the world by doing the splits or putting their leg over their head, but I, you know, it doesn't matter, but I, I do know people, you know, you can look back at people that have, that have led or become, uh, known by force. Um, and then there's people in history that have led and helped people <clears throat> with kindness and calm and look at, look at the consequences for lack of a better term that have happened with, with any of those experiences. You know, anytime you're forcing an agenda or forcing anyone, uh, it's, it's not going to end up well, <laughs> but if you're kind, it's amazing how much more can happen. You just don't see it. Like we talked about before. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I don't remember who said this, but it's a quote that is, or just a concept really that has stuck with me for many years. That um, whether it be an appliance, a car, a relationship or your physical body, when you push too hard, that can break down. So, you know, if your toaster breaks down and you shove a fork in it to try and fix it, it's probably going to break down. If you're always slamming on your brakes or the clutch or whatever, revving the gas in your engine and your car, eventually that car is going to break down. If you always have to be right and you always have to have things your way and you're forcing your ideas and your opinion, that, that eventually that relationship's going to break down. If we force our body into a place, whether physically or emotionally, that we're not ready for, why on earth would we push ourselves to the point of breaking down in something we're not ready for? It's going to happen anyway, <laughs> right? We're going to be we're going to be in situations that are really, really hard. And just like that little flower that grows out of concrete, you think, how in the world did that happen? Eventually, by just embracing the struggle a little bit every day and saying, I'm not stopping until I see the sun. It can break through something 10 times its weight Mm. and it sees the sun, you know? So it's just little, little by little, um, just love and kindness and sharing your heart. You know, it doesn't have to be pushed on anybody, just a smile. (laughs) (laughs) Just simple. I could not, I literally just couldn't agree more. I, the whole idea of forcing on, it just, it, it has never, ever worked. It just, it doesn't work yeah. forcing people to do what you want them to do. And you quoting that and telling that little story, thank you for that. That helped that click, that idea that I have helped to click in even more. Oh, good. Yeah. So that was helpful. I appreciate that. Yeah. I wish I could remember where I first 
read it or, you know, it was years, but that's just something that's always been in my head is you don't have to push so hard. There's so much beauty and power in gentleness. Uh, I would say literally there's more power in gentleness and love than in anger and forcing and hatred and all those things. Yeah. Elise, this has been incredible. You are amazing. Just in so many ways, your outlook on life, the things that you've been through. Again, thank you so much for your vulnerability and and just being completely yourself in this conversation. It's just, uh, that's how we can, of course. And I really think that's how we make an impact. That's how we connect with people is, is literally sharing and showing our heart and being the truest version of ourselves. So thank you for setting that example because right now that inspires me to do that more and the people listening is going to do the same exact thing. So thank you. Thank you very much. I appreciate you taking time with me today. Of course. And just before we cut out, if you can just let people know where they can find you online, uh, on social media. I know we didn't you know jump in too, too much um, about uh, being a teacher in the sense, like if people want to reach out to you to maybe yeah. consult with you or go on one of your wellness retreats, if you can just let people know where they can access those things. Yeah. My website is utahyogaandwellness.com. There's also an Instagram of the same name. And my personal daily Instagram is Elise Jones Yoga. The name might be changing soon because I don't always just post yoga, but, <laughs> but that's where you can find me. Perfect. Thank you so much for being here really and taking the time. This was uh, just such a, a great conversation and literally I've grown and learned and you've inspired me in this. So I appreciate that. Oh, thank you. I appreciate that. I, I learn from you all the time. And again, it, it makes a difference what you're doing. And I appreciate that. Thank you. Everybody, we love you so much. Everything that we talked about here, we hope that that just can help you, serve you, uh, aid in your growth, in your enlightenment, um, all those things. We all we meant love throughout this entire conversation. Um, so thank you so much for being here. We love you and cannot wait to see you next week. Thanks, Elise. Thank you. Yes. Hey, if you enjoyed this episode of the podcast, please like, follow, share, subscribe. Whatever you can do to help share this with the world, we put a lot of energy, effort, and time into creating this beautiful podcast with these incredible guests to help bring more awareness to the love that exists all around us. So if you can help spread some love, we'd really appreciate it. Love you.